0: What is up, guys? This is Adrian Hatcher, your host for the Playoffs of Life podcast, and we are back. We are back for the Christmas spirit spreading around. I've been a big supporter of the Christmas spirit lately, and there's been some negative energy around, and we're trying we're trying to get rid of that today. Um, we're gonna have so many different topics, but the first thing I got to get out the way is the updates for the podcast. Uh, for the first episode, I did talk about how I wasn't completely sure on how everything worked um, since I was getting used to the new equipment and Anchor itself, but I did um, do some research, and if you are following me on Anchor, you can leave a voice message. Um, it's going to be on the public profile page. You can just click on the message tab, leave your voice message, and I will greatly appreciate anybody that leaves a message, whether you're just giving uh, motivation, you want to Me to talk about a certain topic, uh, just letting me know how you feel about the pod in itself, all of that is greatly appreciated. And you can follow me on seven different platforms. Those platforms are Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and copy rss now the the last two i don't know i've never used those pods i didn't even know they had a podcast platform but if you are on there or if this encourages you to go on there and check it out please follow me on that too that would be greatly appreciated so with that out the way it's time to get this podcast going so we're going to start off with the very first topic which i told you in the last pod we were going to get started with my chicago bulls as i told you before i'm a big basketball fan and my favorite team is the chicago bulls and sadly we are not in the playoff picture right now our record our overall record is 12 and 19 our home record is 6 and 10 our away record is 6 and 9 uh luckily we are on a two game winning streak Um, Those games that we won, I believe, were against the Pistons and the Wizards, Uh, two very good, very consistent games from our team. Now, the next game that we play is uh, actually today, uh, December 23rd, against the Orlando Magic, uh, which I do believe we should win this game, considering the more consistent play that we've had. Over the last few games, you know, Zach is becoming ultra-efficient with the shots that he's been taking. I've been noticing he's been going to the rim better. Um, Laurie marketing has been stepping up for us. The overall team has been stepping up. Thomas Sadoransky, oh, my God. These last few games, it, he looks like a completely different player than he did at the very beginning of the season. And, you know, that I do believe there there comes a time where you need chemistry, to really build on it, but um, I, okay. For example, the teams that we played um, before um, before the Orlando Magic that we're going to play today were the Detroit Pistons. The final score for the Detroit Pistons and the Bulls was one hundred seven to one hundred nineteen. Uh, that was a very convincing win. Uh, like I said, Zach was ultra efficient. Lori stepped up. He's been playing so great the last few games. Completely different person too. Uh, Chris Dunn, I got to give a shout out to Chris Dunn. He, His defense has ranked him as a potential defensive player of the year. Like, there's there's no doubt about it. If you watch his play, especially when they're running the pick and roll, Dunn consistently is able to get easy steals. Easy steals that lead to fast break, that leads to easier points for the rest of the team. Um, other than his overall defense, he, his motivation to get to the rim has been so solid. I mean, he'll take the three-point shot if he's open, but majority of the time, he'll go to the rim. And I feel like a proud dad watching Chris Dunn uh, do what he knows he's best at and the acclamation that he's had since being inserted into the starting lineup. Because right for the foreseeable future, we still won't have our two small forwards until maybe January, maybe? We may start the new year with um, a starting four and a backup small four, but Chris Dunn has um, taken that small four st- uh, spot until Otto Porter gets back from his injury, and Chandler Hutchison, um, is, I believe, is cleared of his injury. I don't know. I'm guessing he's still having soreness or pain, um, but his injury report usually shows day to day, so he may have already uh, been cleared, but maybe the team is just being precautious. About putting him back out there, especially since we're gonna have the Christmas break, um, leading into the new year. So I that's that's totally understandable. The way this team has been playing the last few games, I would be okay with Chandler Hutchinson not coming back. Like unless you just want to give him some good run before the start of the new year. Um, Otto Porter, um, he's been dealing with that that foot injury. I mean. Otto, get back healthy, get back safe. We want you to play so badly, man. I miss Otto. I know at the very beginning of the season, many Bulls fans were looking at Otto and thinking, why did we pay all this money for this man? Um, And I know last year was a small sample size as to what he could bring to the team, but I still feel like without the injury label put on Otto, he is such a consistent player, not only for this team, but for the his overall like leadership, I mean, have you seen his play like at the very beginning of the season? And if you compare it to what we had last year, it was it was two different players. But the whole team was was new. It was a whole new concept. You know, there was not a power struggle, but at one point in time, I did believe Zach Levine was our second best player and Lori Markkinen was born to be our franchise player but right now it's not looking like that is that bad yeah it it depends on the perception I all I want at the end of the day is wins and I know the talent we have and right now Zach he should be in the all-star game if the Bulls had a better record but they don't they're 12 and 19 which is not the worst record considering that tonight's game if they win it against the Orlando Magic they will jump from the 10th spot to the 8th spot in the Eastern Conference just like that the game right before the christmas break will jump us ahead of two teams that i already feel we're better than which is the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons that's 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 encouragement that should be um a, uh, that should be angels singing Right now, because I I think the Bulls can definitely be in the playoff race right now. Um, And we don't even have our full lineup. That is that is what I've been harping on. We don't have our full lineup. When we do have our full lineup, the chemistry isn't there because of injuries. But when we have a full lineup and we give it time, we see what the team can produce. So on to the next thing, though, Denzel Valentine come on y'all Denzel Valentine has showed up for us these last few games since he's been inserted into the lineup since Jim Boylan has taken the necessary time to let Denzel um, get back into game shape because at the beginning of the season he was looking pretty gassed he was looking like he was a step slow but he's taking that time he's gotten in game shape he has been balling he is one of our most consistent three-point shooters with the volume he's starting to shoot, I want him to shoot that ball if he's open. I really do. That's no determinant to any other player on the team. But if it's not Zach, Lori, Otto when he gets back, Denzel, and Tom- Thomas Sadaransky, I really am hesitant to believe that shot is going in on a consistent basis. Players like Ryan Archie I love him. I love his grit, but he has those games where he's being inserted. He's not playing enough minutes to get in a really great rhythm. So unless he's taking a, a really high percentage shot at the rim, I'm I'm always hesitant to think that three is going in or that step back or the turnaround um, up and under that he does on a lot of players, which is beautiful to watch. Um, but I will always insert him for grit whether we need an energy boost or the the team is just not uh, showing enough physicality against the opposing team. But players like Ryan, um, I want Wendell to shoot him just so he can get confidence. But I don't know, Chris, I want him to shoot it when he's open, only when he's open. And if there's like not a better option, but Chris is a really good decision maker. He showed that he deserves a contract this year. And he also showed that He'll take that shot in the necessary moments. Um, But back to Denzel, if you look at his last five games against the Hornets, Clippers, Thunder, Wizards, and Pistols, he averages around 15 minutes a game. He gets around 10 points a game, around four rebounds, and around two assists each game. Now, looking at that lineup, you may not think he's producing that well. But if you knew the Bulls at the beginning of the season, just getting 11 points out of another player just getting a couple of assists a couple of rebounds was very hard for this team and Denzel has brought an extra an extra punch out of the gate when the bench shows up another thing I wanted to talk about Kobe White good God did we get an amazing rookie and even though Kobe White has struggled These last few games, um, his three-point percentage is down, his field goal percentage is down. um, His decision-making isn't looking too bright. We all still understand he's a rookie, and I want any Bulls fan that questions whether or not Kobe is great for this team when he's out there. Yes, he brings spacing to the floor if he brings nothing else because he showed that if he gets on fire, he can shoot that ball and he has enough creativity to get to the rim if he needs to, too. And that benefits Zach Levine, who Zach is, I mean, 25 to 30 easily putting up that many points in what 30 some minutes. He's not even playing as many minutes as I wish he was, but he's, he's putting up the numbers I want him to put up. And he's kind of had to these last few games, but he's also showed that he's consistent with it and efficient with it when he when he wants to be to the point where I don't mind if Zach play makes if he gets about three or four turnovers a game, because I'm seeing the aggressiveness when he has the ball. I'm seeing the decision making. He's saying to himself, I'll take this shot at the end of the shot clock and I'll make something happen. I'll get a bucket. I'll get a foul. He's telling the team, "Hey, I can be your your number one player." The team needs to believe that Zach is their best player at this point, because right now, Lloyd Marketing, he's playing better, but he's not playing up to the expectations we had for him earlier in the season. So other than Zach, the only other Bulls player I really just want to see an uptake in minutes and an uptake in, in consistent play is Daniel Gafford. I believe Daniel Gafford should average twenty five. To 30 points a game. I'm sorry, 25 to 30 minutes a game. If he averaged 25 to 30 points, oh, he should be playing. He should be your starting center. I just believe Daniel just has it. He's ultra athletic, he's smart with with his screening. He knows how to read the play. Majority of the time, he's he's keeping the rebound alive. There's been a lot of close games where when the bench is out there, Daniel is either keeping the rebound alive for second chance points or he's just in the right position to stop the opposing team from getting on a fast break. Cause he sprints down that floor like crazy. I like that type of energy is it reminds me of like a Joaquin Noah back in the day. Just seeing that consistent energy every play, whether it's on defense or offense, he's he's putting forth his best effort. And I love seeing that from Daniel Gafford. And I also think it would solve Wendell Carter's uh, foul trouble because since Wendell Carter has entered the league, I believe this is his second year as a pro, he's been in consistent foul trouble. It's like the refs have a, a vendetta against him and some of the calls are deserving the majority of the calls are ridiculous for a center to to be in foul trouble to be like to have his fourth or fifth foul leading up to the fourth quarter like consistently like that's crazy like window knows how to play defense he's playing good defense and sometimes players you know the opposing player can be an elite player sometimes when he switched on that pick and roll i can understand if you know he he gets crossed or or if that opposing player uh at like draws the foul on a pump fake, but there's so many times Wendell either gets these these ridiculous foul calls when all he's trying to do is body up his man, be physical, and that's what we want as bull fans. We want him to be physical, and I can think, I can guess that it's hard for Wendell to to know when to be physical if he thinks he's going to get the foul call all the time, if he's going to get pulled and only play about 15, 20 minutes a game. Because he's worried about the refs not catching it. I want him to be aggressive. I want him to start taking mid-range shots, three-point shots. I we see the potential. In the game against the Detroit Pistons, he was he shot a three. And I was I was I replayed that so many times. Because I was confident that if Wendell got that shot, if he could put up at least average two a game. He would knock it down because they're going to sag off him. They already have a game plan. They already know who the game plan for. Zach Levine, everybody else need to got to step up. That's the game plan. Every game, stop Zach Levine. And th- there's been nights where they've stopped Zach, but then Laurie shows up. So then they switch it up. But other than Zach and Laurie, you know, with Otto out, it's hard. Like if both players weren't on top of the game, it's gonna be ugly, real ugly. Sometimes the bench does step up for us, keeps us in the game. But those games, it's hard to it's hard to think they're gonna be winnable. Um, anytime the bench is the only like great thing going on on the court. But yeah, uh, the Chicago Bulls, um, they have a game against the Orlando Magic today. Um, I'm going to watch it. Hopefully they win the game. I don't think there's any reason we should lose. I'm not sure if Orlando has any injured players. I've seen some highlights of Markel Fultz lately. Good God, he's been dunking on people like crazy. Uh, but I love his energy and the rest of the team. You know, I know they still got uh, Nikola Vucic, uh, Ooh. Ooh. I hope he's not listening to this bot. Um, they have Their starting center is really good. Uh, I know they have some really, really, um, really good talent. Aaron Gordon, for example, um, I know they got some really good talent. But I still think the Bulls, um, with the play I've seen the last couple games, I think they have the advantage going in. And I think if we get that play, if we stick to the system, we play really good defense, then we'll definitely uh, win this game. We've also been known as like a a first quarter team. Anytime the Bulls start the first quarter, they always play great. It's just every other quarter, their place starts to go down. Their defense, their offense, they struggle more. So let's get that in a different direction. But yeah, that's our uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, I feel like I went on a a little bit of a rant just because I wanted to make it known that our Chicago Bulls are this close to making the playoffs, we should be confident. We should be ready to see them ball out. But we, we will see. We will see. So uh, on to the next topic. Uh, I did want to add um, something, uh, something Christmas related to this topic. And I have uh, top five Christmas movies for myself. Now, I did some research before this. And I didn't realize there were a lot of Christmas movies I've never seen. Um, but there are also um, some classics that my that brought back my memory. And we're going to go through that list real quick. And in the voice message on Anchor, if you want to leave a voice message talking about your top five Christmas movies, please. Or just top. Or just your favorite. Um, I know a top five is actually pretty hard. When I was doing the research... It, it took me about a good two hours just to narrow down what I wanted to choose. Um, but they are overall just amazing movies. And our our number five, uh, we're going to start off with The Polar Express. I don't know how many of y'all remember The Polar Express. I think everybody should know this movie. They, they always air it on TV every single day. Um, and the director for The Polar Express is Robert Zemeskis. Uh, If you don't know him, the movies he's been known for are Back to the Future, Monster House, Forrest Gump. Um, Those are classics. Also great movies. I remember all of them. Um, I didn't know he was known for them, but I mean, hey. Polar Express was one of his first movies before, I think, Monster House and Forrest Gump. I think Back to the Future he did before Polar Express. He did a great job, though. Uh, The... um, synopsis for the movie is a young boy embarks on an adventure to the North Pole in search of friendship, bravery, and the spirit of Christmas. Um, uh, let's see in that movie. I think my favorite scene was when they started singing on the train. I, I believe, um, I believe the train conductor of the Polar Express was timing the tickets or like, or or, uh, I forgot, imprinting the tickets, you know, when you get into a train and they're trying to determine whether or not you belong on the train. And they started singing. Ah, man. See, that's that's why I have to watch this movie again. I put it as my top five because it brought back really good memories. And then I did watch a YouTube scene of uh, when, uh, when the boy first got on the train. And it was such beautiful choreography. Um, the music was on point. And I believe that the Polar Express, when I first watched it, I was maybe about 10. So I saw it late, but I know for a fact they were doing like a Christmas marathon that day. So I just decided to watch it and I loved it. Um, You can actually check your local theaters at your movie theater. A lot of the times, I don't know how many people notice, but you can actually Uh, Look up local times at your movie theater and see classic movies like black and white Um, around this time. It's going to be Christmas, uh, but black and white movies, uh, old movies like back from the uh, 1980s, 90s, just just movies that um, have stand the test of time and that a lot of people love to see during the holidays. You know, Home Alone is probably one of those movies you can watch. At your local movie theater and make it like a family night if you wanted to so please check your local listings at your theater see if you can catch one of those they do like special times during the night I know that just because I went to one before so uh, check it out check it out but the polar Express was my number five um, my four favorite Christmas movie was Santa Claus coming to town. Uh, Runtime was about 51 minutes. I did watch it again, and I didn't realize it was that short. With the amount of plot that they put into that movie, it is a very short movie. The director of Santa Claus is Coming to Town was Julie Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr. Um, Both directors are mainly known for The Hobbit, uh, Thundercats, Thundercats, and The Little Drummer Boy which was going to be one of my top movies, but I don't really remember the little drummer boy that much. So I'm guessing it didn't make that much of an impact, but the synopsis for this movie was a mailman reveals the origin of Santa Claus telling the story of a boy left at the door of the Kringle family. He grows up to want to make a, uh, make and give toys to his local town, but must face obstacles. uh, A man named burger Meister and an evil wizard named winter. Okay. So that plot is genius. It sounds ridiculous when you when I read it like that, but it just also sounds like a really good movie. And I wish I would have watched it again just to get like a, a a better memory of it. But I do remember I as a kid, I thought they were like they looked weird. They looked more of like they were like a stick figure type of um movie. I remember Bürgermeister, I remember the the wizard. Uh he kind of looks like the wizard of um, the adventures of Finn and Jake. If you think about it, somebody check that for me. I I, I just I just remember um, having like good overall feelings watching the movie, even though I thought the characters were kind of weird. Um, the overall plot kind of kept me invested. And it's a mailman. Like how many Christmas stories do you get about a mailman saving Christmas? Who has it? Like he's he's a mailman, but there's more to it. So if you haven't seen the movie, do check that out and find out um, the little the secret about the mailman. Uh, my third movie is another classic. You know, this one I did watch after um, I jotted it down. I did get a chance to watch a Charlie Brown Christmas. A Charlie Brown Christmas. Come on, it's Charlie. I mean, you can't beat that. The director was Bill Melendez um mainly known for Looney Tunes specials uh Charlie Brown content other Charlie Brown movies um this man makes cartoon movies the best it can be the Charlie Brown Christmas movie put some tears in my eyes like the ending specifically is what really got me involved in the movie the uh synopsis for the movie was a uh, depressed at a commercialism depressed at all the commercialism around him, Charlie Brown looks for a deeper meaning to Christmas Um, I didn't catch that as a kid and now that I've watched it I do catch it, you know, I catch how we have literally live in a society, just like the Charlie Brown Christmas movie, where we're more centered to materialistic things than what we love, which is our family friends, uh, companionship, communication, Um, those were like the, those are what the heart of Christmas is really about, Um, giving and showing love to the people and the things you care about instead of, uh, I got to spend my whole check to be able to afford everybody in my family's Christmas present because I want them to understand how much I care about them By buying them something they'll love to, you know, for like a couple weeks or months or even till a year, but until next Christmas. And then the expectation is I got to top that. I got to top that because only buying things is going to show people how much I love them. That's not true. So this movie is uh, very relevant to today's time and it may stand the test of time in the future because we still deal with commercialism to this day. It's just such a big money market to the point where like no one is going to tell you outside of um, outside of, outside in the real world that you shouldn't buy this at the mall or you shouldn't spend all this money because we live in a business versus business world. Everybody's trying to make money. So, but that doesn't mean it should diminish the heart and the love that you put in for Christmas, that you should focus more on the people that you care about and the people that you want in your life. That's that's really what Christmas is about. And then if you want to make your own determination on Christmas, if you still want to buy something for somebody, you know, then do that. But be more conscious about what Christmas is about and teaching others what Christmas is about. Because you don't have to spend over $100 to show somebody that you care. Okay. Uh, my second movie. This one is very close to my heart. Not a lot of people have seen it. It hasn't been like a big time movie that they replay on TV, on basic cable all the time. So you may have never heard of it. But Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. That movie is amazing. Okay, if you've never seen it, um, Grandma got run over by a reindeer made me want to eat fruitcake. And I'm not gonna spoil, uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm not gonna spoil why, but uh, if you watch the movie, you'll, you'll just kind of get it. Um, kind of like how the title says, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Um, that's basically what the movie is about, but of course, there's other um, there's other ideas and other things that play into it, you know, um, especially like who grandma is, what she does for a living, um, her, her grandson and just like the different people in the movie. They all have their own special moment where it, it just it just gives you an awareness about Christmas. And that's what I like. You know, a Charlie Brown Christmas was was kind of like trying to send the message of don't let commercialism steal Christmas And Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It's more of just like the joy that Christmas can bring to your life when you believe in something so vividly and 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 seeing like love around you, like on a on a consistent basis. But please go watch that movie. It was directed by a guy by the name of Phil Roman, who's known for The Simpsons, uh, King of the Hill, Garfield, um, just just other classic. um, I know people seem Simpsons. So if you like The Simpsons, then maybe you'll find some el- uh, some elements of The Simpsons in this uh, movie. But the synopsis for the movie was a youth embarks on a journey to find his missing grandmother and prove Santa Claus is real. So there you go. Check it out. I believe it's free uh, on Google or YouTube. You may be able to see it on YouTube. If not, uh, just leave a voice message uh, of how you can see it, and I actually like update that if I have to. Um, or just tell me how you felt about the movie if you were able to see it for free. I know it's ooh, excuse me, y'all. Hmm. I know it's um I know it's on Amazon uh Prime, but of course, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you probably won't be able to see it. But check it out, y'all. Give it a chance if you do have get a second. And uh the number one top five Christmas movie. I cry every time I see this movie it's ridiculous it is Mickey's once upon a Christmas so when I was a kid I had VCR tapes and I always talk about how I had a trash bag full of VCR tapes and my mom literally bought me so many that I would Yo, welcome back to the Playoff of Life podcast. This is your host, Adrian Hatcher. This is a part two. I'm going to make it a part two because my audio actually cut off while I was making the whole entire episode. Um, I was talking for about another good 15 minutes and then it cut off and then I realized it and I was like, oh, crap. So I I'm just going to pick up back where I was uh, when I first started talking, which was top five Christmas movies. And number one was Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Um, Yes, I cry every time I watch it. Uh, It is amazing. A three-part story about uh, Donald Duck's grandchildren, uh, Goofy and his son and Mickey and Minnie. Their their adventure was probably my favorite. Mickey and Minnie, they, they gave me a really great understanding of what I would want for a family for Christmas. Like what I would want to to spread and give and teach my kids if I ever get the chance. Because Mickey and Minnie, the gift of Maggie was the story. That was what the story was called. Their story really centers on sacrifice. What we're willing to sacrifice for the people we love. And it doesn't always come down to having to buy something. And I think this story sends that message home better than all three stories. But it is definitely my, even though it's my favorite, the other two are great. The one with Goofy and his son Max and trying to get his son to keep believing in Santa Claus. That was so good. Please check out uh, Very Goofy Christmas. Uh, The one with Donald Duck's grandchildren. They kind of live a Groundhog Day scenario. So they kind of go, they kind of keep reliving the same day. As if, um, and they they can't get out of it. And it gets to a point where, you know, I'm not going to spoil it. I feel like I'm going to spoil the whole thing. Just if you get a chance, look to see if you can see it for free. I know, I know this for a fact because I researched it. I was so curious. If you look up the Disney, if you get a Disney Plus subscription, you actually can watch it for Christmas. If you can get your children to love that movie, you got a fan in me. I'm telling you guys that this that three part story is, is just so amazing it's so heartwarming. It makes me cry every time I see it and I'm not usually a guy that, that cries during movies but that movie it just had an emotional impact on me and I believe it it, it was so effective in my childhood and that my mindset that I just want you to see it if you get a chance even if you ain't got kids, this can probably change like your perception of what Christmas can be for you and your family or any anyone so check that out that is a top number one christmas movie there's like a plug i just put in here to get a disney plus subscription you don't have to get that it's just an option uh but uh disney plus their subscription service is on fire like people are loving that on twitter my twitter was blowing up that first week first week or two about disney plus and i couldn't believe it i'm not gonna get it uh because i think I personally think Netflix has enough content to satisfy everybody. Um, but y'all do what y'all want to do. You know, if you want Disney Plus, if you want uh Netflix, Hulu, you know, if you want everything, you can just get it. That's your money. You do what you got to do. So that is the top five Christmas movies for me. Um, if you have a top five, like I said before, please drop a. Please drop a voice message on Anchor telling me your top five or just give me one. Just give me your favorite Christmas movie. I had a lot of people defaultly choose Home Alone. And I was surprised by that. You know, I, I remember Home Alone, but I like people that really never thought about the question or even people that like just love Christmas. Like Home Alone would made like a really big impact on them. And, you know, I, Home Alone one, two and three were really good. Um, I think they were even trying to do a four. But you know, of course, you know the different kids may not bring the same type of uh, nostalgia that the original kid did. So it is what it is, guys. Uh, so on to the next topic. Mm, this is going to be the financial part of the pod. I did want to bring something to y'all that would probably help you out in life, and I did make a mention before how. This pod is going to be about basketball, lifestyle, and finances in that order. So, one of the last things I did want to discuss was a website called pennyhoarder.com. Um, it's a free website. You can check it out pennyhoarder.com, P E N N Y, hoarder, H O A R D E R.com. Uh, Penny Hoarder provides news coverage, personal stories, uh, original reporting with a personal finance angle. Uh, with a focus on reaching undeserved readers who make less than the average household income and may feel alienated by their financial issues. Uh, What Penny Hoarder um, is experts at are teaching lessons and giving knowledge on making money, budgeting, saving money, debt, retirement, credit card services, investing, home buying, insurance, taxes, anything that deals with money. Penny Hoarder has dipped their toe in it at one point in time. And checking it out would probably just give you a different mindset or perspective on how to enter 2020. Like I said, you can check out all those different things and it's free information, guys. They drop basic knowledge on what you should be doing to to save money. It's helped me with my credit cards, with my credit score. I'm big on credit scores because of Penny Hoarder. When I first started checking out the website, I didn't realize how much credit scores impacted the stuff you can buy later in life like cars and houses and property like your credit score is like your lifeline to finances like it, it like they don't care how good you look they don't care they may care about your influence depending on how much influence you got but your credit score will get you further in life than a lot of other things so please check that out if you get a chance it's pennyhoarder.com um they uh like i said it's free information it um it helps me with my finances and i'm still I'm, i'm gonna be honest i'm still struggling with my finances but I wouldn't be where I am with the knowledge I know and with the apps and information that I use on a consistent basis if I didn't have Penny order. And it may help you out. You know, you never know what other people tell you what it can do for your life if you add it to yours you know so check that out guys just some free financial information tell me what you think about it leave a voice message on anchor letting me know did anchor help you out um was it hard reading the information uh was the information that gave you just not enough are you looking for more do you want me to plug another financial institution or any other information you want from me i'll definitely bring it to the pod when i get a chance guys So um, that is almost it. I think the last thing I did want to discuss was meditation techniques. A friend of mine, she dropped some good knowledge on meditation for me. So I'm going to give you the uh, top. I'm going to give you just a couple of the things that she gave me. Um, I don't have a particular order. Um, I guess what I'll really do is kind of narrow it down to what I feel Was one some of the top things she told me about uh, with meditation was breathing, you know, uh, concentrating on your breathing, making sure that you are in a comfortable enough space to where you can center yourself, you know, take the necessary breaths, deep breaths, not just the casual "I'm alive" breaths, but the "I need to focus on one particular thing" type of breath, getting your body comfortable and relaxed um another thing she did talk about was um was using meditation as a way of of relieving stress you know relieving stress is always something that we go through so if you're trying to relieve stress on a daily basis you know you don't have to always do the sit uh crisscross applesauce hands in your lap uh fingers pointed to the sky um you ain't that's 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 movies. That's that's not every meditation technique out there is not based off that people have advanced meditation to the point where you can do it laying down. As long as you're comfortable, meditation can benefit you overall, your health, your life, everything that you stress about. Meditation can put you in a different headspace. It just opens your mind. It, it de-stresses you. It that's I literally believe meditation was created for that. And I would love to do some more research if you're interested in hearing more about it. But just uh, the things that I really remember her focusing on was breathing, uh, comfortable space, um, underst- also understanding your limitations. You know, you're not going to meditate for the first time and be an expert at it. You know, if you don't necessarily feel anything the first time, keep trying again. You may it may be a bigger benefit than you realize, you know, uh, just because you're not um, de-stressing about everything doesn't mean that, you know, there's not one less thing off your shoulders, you know. So check that out, guys. Uh, do some research if you get a chance. Um, but meditation uh, is something that I'm going to try. And I what I'll do is I'll actually do it before the next pod I drop and I'll have more to discuss about it. So that's another topic that we can we can bring back up again and see if anybody um, if anybody is interested. So, yeah, we'll definitely do that to end the pod. We're going to do goals for the new year. So everybody has a goal. Everybody has those those uh, trials that they go through. They tell themselves, I'm going to make sure I do this that way by the end of 2020 you know, I'll be a better person. And I think that's an amazing thing. I think New Year's goals are awesome, but I've learned from people and just researched that setting goals for yourself all the time is the better alternative. You want to have goals for yourself all the time to keep yourself motivated, to keep your focus clear. New Year's goals are like, oh, it's in the Christmas moment. I'm in a really good mood. So this is a perfect time because I'm in a really good mood now to set a goal even though I know I'm not always going to be motivated to keep that goal all the time if you set daily goals whether big or small and you stick by them and you work as hard as you can to develop them even even the smallest amount of work that you put into a goal can greatly enhance the success rate so even though we're doing a new year goal this is also going to be my daily goals i'm going to start making small gestures to to get closer and closer to these goals or just to stay consistent enough with these goals and i'm going to just keep it track with y'all and with myself and every other podcast i may just update y'all on how i'm doing the struggle of it all um if i'm staying consistent or not you know just to just to kind of keep myself on track but my first goal for the new year is saving uh saving over five thousand dollars that is the biggest goal i have for the new year and i am going to be honest i don't know how i'm going to do that but i'm going to make it happen this year that's facts I don't have any determination on when this is going to happen. It may be like the last day of 2020 when I save over 5000 but we're going to make it happen this year. I'm going to stay motivated to do it. Um, my second goal is to move out, move out of my parents' house to put myself in a better situation to where I'm financially stable enough to not only move out, but have an emergency fund and just um, put myself more out there in the world as an adult. So uh, thank you. If anybody is uh, moved out, if anybody has already experienced the responsibility of being adults, drop a voice message and anchor. Let me know how you feel about it. Let me know the struggles that you've been going through. Um, Any tips and tricks that you may have. I'll definitely take them. Uh, Number three, buy a new car. This is actually not as big as an issue for me, just because um, I I recently just talked to somebody that really changed my mind on having like a new, new, new car. It's nice. But if you have, if you still have value in, in what you currently have, why not try to increase that value as much as possible? It's basically the conversation we had. And it made me reevaluate, you know, if I have a car and there's small stuff that I have to get fixed to make it, look feel and and act brand new why wouldn't i do that so that's that's a goal that it's on the side it's important but i'm gonna make it happen the way i want it to it doesn't necessarily have to be a new car off the lot because i don't know if you know but the minute you take a car off the lot the value is already dropping like what you pay for it it's no longer worth what you're paying because The value is is significantly dropping as you take it off, even a month in, you know, the the value is not the same. So it is what it is. Uh, And my last one is become more in touch with my own personal happiness. This goal um, is something the reason I don't make it my number one is because I consider my personal happiness to be something I should already be striving for. I think everyone should strive for that. Regardless of if I make it a goal or not, doing things that I love to do, meeting new people, being more outgoing, uh, understanding my faults and my weaknesses, improving them, applying them, trying to help out others, becoming a better man. That's something that I want to work on all the time, every minute of every second of every day. So for that goal, if for me to put that goal at number one, I feel like it would be more of me saying Oh, I already know I don't put enough effort, so now I need to write it down to make it happen. Though no, I think this goal is something I've already been striving for. I think I'm already a better person in 2019 than I've been since 2018 and, and before. You know, I think every year you, you hit improvement, but this was a big year for me. So we're going to make it happen this year. So, yeah, that's my goals for the new year. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Uh, if you have any ideas or opinions, I'm going to keep saying it. Drop a voice message in anger. I want to hear y'all, man. I want to hear what you have to say, your opinions. I uh, will try to get y'all um, added to the pod. I have a special surprise for the next pod that I drop uh, that I'll let y'all know as soon as um, I get a chance to confirm it. But yeah, man, we got some surprises. We're entering 2020 with a positive attitude, and we're going to make this happen. So y'all, y'all have a good day. Enjoy your Christmas holiday. We are two days away from Christmas, uh, but you also know that's two days of of anticipation of kids waiting to get the presents under the tree. But I just want to hammer home the love and passion that you feel for another person, whether that's family, friends, lover, or even or even people acquaintances strangers it's just spread that christmas spirit to others and make their days like as happy as you want to make your own treat each other with respect y'all we out i'll see y'all on the next spot this has been the Playoffs of life podcast with your host adrian atcher and i'll see y'all later guys